tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola, Madridistas. This is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on January 3rd, 2023 from New York City. Real Madrid were back in action and back on the road today as they took on 4th Division Casareño in a Copa del Rey round of 32 match. Ancelotti's rotated squad found themselves in quite the battle with the hosts, who proved to be an even match over the course of the 90-some-odd minutes played, but Real made the most of a second-half opportunity as Rodrigo punctuated a 69th-minute counterattack by finding the back of the net for the game's only goal to earn Real a 1-0 victory that will take the squad into the King's Cup round of 16. Ancelotti's starting 11 for the match against Casareño today consisted of Odriozola, Nacho, Militao, and Vasquez at the back, Ceballos, Chouameni, and Camavinga in the midfield, and Rodrigo, Hazard, and Asensio up front, forming the customary 4-3-3, with Andre Lunin getting the start in front of the goal. My first key takeaway from today's match is that overall it was yet another unimpressive Copa del Rey showing from Real, as they were in a much tougher than expected fight from the opening whistle of the game. Casareño showed themselves to be not at all intimidated by the La Liga Giants as they both courageously sought to get the ball forward and were not at all resigned to sitting back deep in a defensive shape. Real has shown at times this season that they have difficulty contending with sides that take up a decidedly front-footed approach and that was once again the case today against their opponents from the fourth tier. Even with the visitors enjoying most of the possession, Casareño's physicality in denying space and closing down on the ball both disrupted Real's forward play, particularly as the ball was amongst the midfielders, and was effective in keeping Ancelotti's side from establishing comfort and rhythm with the ball. The hosts in turn looked threatening both in space and once they got the ball into the final third, and they created most of the danger over the entirety of the game. Real, as has been their history, were able to capitalize on a single moment when Rodrigo found the back of the net at the end of a counter to secure a result that belied the overall run of play, but the final score doesn't change the fact that Casareño were very much a worthy opponent and were arguably just as good, if not better, than what was a largely underwhelming Real Madrid side. My second key takeaway from today's match is that for all of the praise that Real has received for positioning themselves well for a transition to a new generation midfield, they still appear to be lacking the kind of player that can be creative on the ball in the way that Cruz and Modric have each consistently been during their careers in the white shirt. In light of how Casareño were getting the ball forward into the attacking half and were intense with some of their pressing when Real regained possession of the ball, Real's midfield weren't able to establish a foothold in possession to influence the forward play for most of the game, and the visitors quite often found themselves relying on speculative punts of the ball by defenders in an effort to advance play, which was largely unsuccessful. Ceballos, who did have a good overall game, was often found dropping into deeper positions in order to just aid in maintaining possession, and save for one long ball over the top that connected with Asensio and his connection with Rodrigo during the 69th minute break that led to the goal, his touches primarily only went to that end. 
Chuameni was exclusively operating in a defensive role with no impact on the attacking play, and Kamavinga never quite found himself with space to make the fast forward runs on which he can be at his most creative. The midfield's productivity didn't see much improvement with Valverde's introduction, as he was also of minimal impact with little space to run into, and so the area of the field that Real is so used to controlling when Cruz and or Modric are on the pitch was largely where Carcereño got the better of the visitors, which was a great factor to their effectiveness in advancing the ball in transition and creating danger in the final third. I couldn't help but think that today's loss in the midfield battle speaks to exactly why Real is reportedly eager to add another midfielder of the likes of Jude Bellingham to the squad, as he possesses a lot of the qualities that both Cruz and Modric have that were needed but were lacking on the pitch against Casareño today. My third key takeaway from Real Madrid's 1-0 victory over Casareño today is that Rodrigo's brilliant goal notwithstanding, Real's lack of a true center forward once again showed itself to be a vulnerability and it should be some cause for concern if they are ultimately not going to reinforce that position by making a move in the January transfer window. Before he scored his goal, Rodrigo didn't really produce much from a central position as he found himself offsides on a couple of instances when he tried to get in behind Casareño's defense to get onto the goal. It was really when he drifted into wider positions and operated in a more customary winger role that he showed his greatest effectiveness, no more so than when he got the ball out of space on the left wing during a 69th minute counter, cut inside and into the box between two defenders, and put the ball into the back of the net towards the far post for the game's only goal. Ancelotti has tried Rodrigo in the number 9 role this season before, but he really hasn't done much to convince that he can be relied upon as a viable backup option there. Apart from Mariano, who also has done nothing to convince for most of his Madrid career, Real only has wingers to slot in his false nines, and when the likes of Rodrigo, Asensio, and the all-but-lost cause Hazard have taken up that position, their performances have left a lot to be desired. It will be interesting to see if Real is going to roll the dice with the squad that they have, but once again today's contest showed that they really only have one true striker in Benzema on the squad, and with his own fitness and form issues this season, it's a high-risk game to play to rely exclusively on the Frenchman's presence and return to brilliance in the pursuit of silverware for the rest of the way. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a Cristiano Ronaldo! Sensational! Let's rate the player performances from Real Madrid's 1-0 victory over Casareño today. Starting up front, Rodrigo rated as a 7. In the first half, he exhibited good dribbling skills in the 33rd minute to elude a challenge on the left side of the attacking half before making a forward run towards the box where he was tackled. Shortly thereafter, he combined well with Vasquez on the right wing and played him a good pass to advance him forward. In the 40th minute, however, he wasn't able to make the most of getting the ball in the left side of the box from Asensio on a break. In the second half, he found himself just off sides in the 53rd minute as he ran into space in the attacking half to get onto the end of Asensio's through ball for a potential 1v1. In the 61st minute, he again found himself off sides getting onto the end of a Ceballos through ball above the box, but in the 69th minute, he dribbled into the left side of the box between two defenders from the left wing and then curled the ball brilliantly over the diving keeper and into the back of the net towards the far post for the game-winning goal. Eden Hazard rated as a 4. In the first half, he most notably had a good touch of the ball above the box in the defensive half in the 29th minute as his back heel pass connected with Asensio for a breaking run. 
In the second half, he most notably played a good pass from the midfield to Odriozola to get him into space down the left wing in the 47th minute, and he was ultimately replaced by Alvaro in the 68th minute. Marco Asensio rated as a 6. In the first half, he made a breaking run through the center of the pitch into the attacking half in the 29th minute before having his pass blocked out of bounds. In the 34th minute, he played in a good ball from a corner kick that set up Militao for a header that was saved. And in the 40th minute, he controlled a long ball over the top between two defenders, after which he played it to Rodrigo in the left side of the box. In the second half, his through ball in the attacking half just missed playing Rodrigo on sides for a 1v1 opportunity in the 53rd minute. In the 60th minute, he made a forward run from back to front on the right wing during a break, combined with Lucas Vasquez in the final third, and took a shot from the top right corner of the box that was saved, and he was ultimately replaced by Sergio Arribas in the 81st minute. In the midfield, Danny Ceballos rated as a 7. In the first half, he did well to turn away from a defender to free himself for a shot from well outside of the box that forced a save by the left post in the 16th minute. In the 29th minute, he cleared a ball from the box right in front of the goal. In the 40th minute, he played a good long ball over the top for Asensio running into the final third. And in the first minute of stoppage time, his shot from above the right side of the box at the end of a break sent the ball wide of the right post. In the second half, he committed a foul in the defensive half as Real were attempting to break in the 52nd minute, which surrendered a dangerous free kick. In the 58th minute, he intercepted a pass in the attacking half to win the ball back, but then was tackled just above the left side of the box shortly thereafter. In the 61st minute, he just missed playing Rodrigo on sides with a through ball to him above the box behind the Casareño defense, but in the 69th minute, he picked out Rodrigo on the left wing in space during the counter that led to the opening goal. Aurelian Chouameni rated as a 4. In the first half, he most notably was tackled in the defensive half in the 26th minute, and then committed a foul shortly thereafter in the attacking half with a late challenge that earned him a yellow card. In the 28th minute, he made a sliding interception of a through ball in the defensive half above the box, and he was replaced by Fede Valverde to start the second half. Eduardo Camavinga rated as a 5. He was virtually invisible during the first half, as he most notably was muscled off of the ball in the defensive half in the 29th minute. In the second half, he intercepted an attempted cross into the box with his header in the 49th minute. In the 55th minute, he was fouled as he was making a forward run out of the back for an attempted break. A couple of minutes later, his forward pass in the defensive half was intercepted. In the 73rd minute, he drew another foul attempting to make a forward run out of the back. In the 84th minute, he made a tackle to win the ball above the box in the defensive half. And in the 88th minute, he was fouled again in the defensive half along the left sideline and was booked after he and Pedro took turns kicking the ball at one another following the foul. In the back, Alvaro Odriozola rated as a 5. In the first half, he most notably committed a foul outside of the box in the defensive half to surrender a dangerous free kick in the 36th minute. But in the 45th minute, he was played into space on the left wing for a run on the break, after which he got into the box and had his pass intercepted. In the second half, he blocked a cross out by the defensive left corner in the 46th minute, and a minute later, he got down the left wing into space to get onto the end of a hazard through ball, but Casareño's defense recovered well to thwart his forward run. He ended up being replaced by Jesus Vallejo in the 51st minute as he limped off with an apparent hamstring issue. Nacho rated as a 6. 
In the first half, it looked like his night was on the verge of ending early as he was crashed into along the left sideline in the defensive half in the 18th minute, but he limped back onto the field after a couple of minutes. In the 26th minute, he headed a ball into the box clear. In the 29th minute, he won an aerial challenge in the box to intercept the ball in from across. And in the 45th minute, he played a good through ball from the defensive half for Odriozola into space on the left wing in the attacking half. In the second half, he blocked the cross from the right wing in the 46th minute. In the 50th minute, he made a dangerous back pass into the right side of the box that Lunin was just able to clear before the attacking Casareño player could get to the ball. In the 53rd minute, his pass out of the back was intercepted. A minute later, he intercepted and cleared a cross from the right wing. And in the 73rd minute, he intercepted a long ball above the box. Eder Militao rated as a 6. In the first half, he made a tackle on the right side of the defensive third to win the ball in the 22nd minute, after which he drew a foul following some clever dribbling. A minute later, he headed a ball clear from the box. In the 30th minute, he played a good give-and-go with Vasquez to get himself down the right wing, after which his cross was intercepted. In the 34th minute, his header of a ball in from an essential corner kick forced a save, and in the 38th minute, he blocked a shot to concede a corner. He was replaced by Antonio Rudiger to start the second half. Lucas Vasquez rated as a 6. In the first half, he played a good through ball down the right wing for Militao to get into space for a run in the 30th minute, and in the 33rd minute, he combined well with Rodrigo on the right wing and got himself into the final third where he won a corner. In the second half, he combined well with Asensio on the right wing at the end of a break in the 60th minute to set him up for a shot from the top right corner of the box. In the 75th minute, he crossed the ball in from the right wing to set up Alvaro for a header that went well high. And in the 91st minute, he won the ball with a tackle in the defensive right corner and then was fouled on his forward run thereafter. As for the substitutes, Fede Valverde rated as a 5. He replaced Aurelian Chouameni to start the second half. In the 55th minute, he played a good through ball down the right wing for Vasquez to get into space, but in the 58th minute, he played a bad backwards pass in the defensive half that turned the ball over to spark a dangerous counter. In the 62nd minute, he came from behind to block a shot just above the box to concede a corner, and in the 87th minute, he intercepted a cross above the box. Antonio Rudiger rated as a 6. He went on for Eder Militao to start the second half. In the 47th minute, he picked out Eden Hazard at the halfway line with a good pass into traffic. In the 69th minute, he intercepted and cleared a cross. In the 74th minute, he intercepted a long ball in the defensive half. And in the 85th minute, he intercepted and headed a ball clear just above Madrid's box. Jesus Vallejo rated as a 6. He replaced the injured Odriozola in the 51st minute. A couple of minutes later, he made a tackle above the box after Nacho's pass was intercepted. In the 60th minute, he won the ball back with a tackle on the left side of the attacking half near the halfway line. In the 77th minute, he was beaten by Garcia into the right side of the box where he won a corner. In the 83rd minute, he won an aerial challenge to intercept the ball played into the box. And in the 88th minute, he blocked a pass in the defensive left corner but was tackled shortly thereafter. Alvaro Rodriguez rated as a 6. He replaced Eden Hazard in the 68th minute. In the 71st minute, he intercepted and cleared a ball into the box from a Casareño free kick. In the 75th minute, his header from the top of the box sent the ball well high. And in the 77th minute, he headed a ball in from a corner kick clear. Sergio Arribas, as the final substitute, did not get a rating. 
He replaced Marco Asensio in the 81st minute, and he most notably committed a foul in the attacking half in the 90th minute as Casareño was beginning its own attack. Finally in front of the goal, Andre Lunin rated as a 6. In the first half, he most notably saved Grande's shot from the right side of the box in the 32nd minute, and then in the 38th minute, he first punched away a ball in from a corner right in front of the goal by the left post, and then caught a ball in from the left wing shortly thereafter. In the second half, he just got to the ball in the right side of the box to clear it out following a dangerous nacho back pass in the 50th minute. In the 84th minute, he carelessly turned the ball over with a bad pass that sent the ball out along the left sideline. But in the 93rd minute, he gathered the ball harmlessly played into the box to all but bring an end to the proceedings. It was a relatively lackluster overall performance by Real Madrid that still got the win on account of a single well-taken opportunity. And while it certainly beats the alternative of yet another premature exit from the Copa del Rey, it's surely to leave Angelotti somewhat less than fully satisfied as his squad, albeit a rotated one, largely fell short of what was expected for the second match in a row. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Oh, what about that? What about that from Gareth Bale? Up next for Real Madrid. The squad will be on the road once again this upcoming Saturday as they'll travel to take on Villarreal in league play. Last season in La Liga, the sides played to scoreless draws in both the home and away fixtures. This season, Villarreal sits 7th in the table with 24 points from their 15 matches, having won 7, drawn 3, and lost 5. While they've scored only 17 goals, they do have the second best defensive record in the league as they've conceded only 11, so Real's attack that has had its problems being proficient in front of the goal at times this season will have its work cut out for it if Ancelotti's men are to emerge from the contest against the Yellow Submarine with all three points. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be after Madrid and Villarreal face off this upcoming Saturday, so be sure to keep an eye out for a new episode to drop once the final whistle sounds. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid!